Hi, I'm Danny Murphy, and welcome back to Virtual Reality, where me and Evan Reel spill all the reality TV news and gossip, and get ready to listen to our full, unedited interview with one of your favorite reality TV stars. I'm Evan. And I'm Danny. And we are here recording virtual reality from Spotify Beach at the Cannes Lions Festival with the man himself, Eric Bigger. Bigger is always better. Oh. Hey! To the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. How many times does that line get said to you? Not as much as you think. Oh. You know the thing that happens? Is that really your last name? Uh, see, my last name is Real, and I always oh, get that. And so my Instagram handle is Evan Real, and people think it's like Evan Official, and then I have to explain to them that it's yeah. not. Because if it were, if that really was real, that would be really embarrassing yeah. and kind of yeah. lame. People do say bigger is better, but they say think bigger. I get that too. Ooh. Oh, okay. yeah, I got to think bigger. Oh. <laughs> How has the thinking been so far in Cannes? Because it is. this is my first time at this festival. Is it? Yes, have you been, first time. It's a whirlwind to experience. I'm like, good. God almighty, yeah. what's going on? I'm overwhelmed, but it's Running fun. on adrenaline, fumes, there's so yes. much going on. It's so hot. <laughs> it's so hot, but like this morning, earlier today, I could not get up and get going. So I said, you know what? Listen to your body, right? right. Yeah, it's important. And I had a panel at 4 p.m. and uh, I left the house at 3.15. That Ooh, sounds like my heaven. dream. We're up yeah. really early. Wait, yeah, I we did it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Do you, when you have a day like that where you're like self-care priority in bed are you watching tv are you eating in bed like what's happening i just want to know if i'm like well i think because i had this was my first panel discussion mm -hmm. and it was like the first day of the event i was processing what i wanted to talk about mm -hmm. and it was about uh deib diversity and inclusion and belonging so i wanted to be prepared mentally and emotionally to make sure i hit the right points because sometimes you get in front of an audience and he's like ceos executives yeah. that are into like influencers and talent like myself I wanted to make sure I was getting the message across, mm -hmm. but more importantly, my body was just beat up from yeah. traveling, yeah. working out, trying to walk back and forth from my villa to wherever I needed to be. And I know, like you said, like I know my body more than anything. And I don't know if you guys are aware of human design. So in human design, it's like an energy archetype. I'm a generator. So generators are all about energy. So when I'm excited, oh, I feel like I can heal and change the world. So I have to do things that light me up. So that's why when I came here and you guys like, I'm so excited. That's because, but if I'm like not, I'm frustrated and usually I'll do things because I think I should or I feel obligated and then my energy burns out and then I can't be that joy or bundle of energy that I am when I'm lit up. Right. I feel that. Well, I'm glad that we're lighting you up. Yeah. Yeah. I know. If we weren't lighting you leave, up. I don't know if we could take all the credit because your teeth really do light up anyway. <laughs> Because like Thank those you. are they it is they are perfection. Oh, Thank you. But smile we've ever seen. I feel that's such a real thing too that a lot of people struggle with when they're like so many when like I even look at my schedule I'm super busy or my friends are they're like I've said yes to nine thousand things this week and I'm like well what of them do you want to do and they're like two. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how did you how do you get to a place internally where you're more comfortable to like because you said you were like people please how do you say no as a people pleaser yeah so we talked before we got on air yeah. about you know I was having this ego death, yeah. you know, killing off the old identity or expanding to a more greater or bigger identity of who I'm becoming, what I need to be. And most of my life was people pleasing, saying mm -hmm. yes, making everybody happy. So the download I got, because I do a lot of work on myself, is that I was asking myself, I said, Eric, did you love yourself? Did you accept yourself? And I said, I don't. I only love and accept myself if I'm making someone happy, helping them, or if I'm successful. Them things are not happening. Mm. Oh, I'm not. I don't love myself. 
I'm not. And so I was like, where's that coming from? I said, oh, that's that's a childhood wound. That's trauma from a past. When I was a kid, I thought to get love, I had to do and not be. Mm. To be accepted, I had to stand out. I had to be successful. Mm. Look at me. I did it. And then I realized, like I was telling you, I did all these things. They were great. They were phenomenal. But it also came from a wrong place. At the time, it was right. And now I'm realizing, like, is that something I really wanted? Is that something that fulfilled me? Do you feel like you've completely let go of the old self? Old self, like, have you? I'm probably like ninety three percent let go. Okay, that's 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 impressive. Yeah, high percentage. Yeah. And did these conversations, like you said, because so much of it from childhood, did you have conversations with your family about like this is how I felt growing up, and maybe I wasn't open about it because you were. Well, I I think what most people don't know from when I was on TV at the time, a lot of that triggered them because they didn't know. Oh, I was the lost child my most of my life, and I don't want people to take the connotation of loss as negative. But I was the child in the environment I grew up. I did well, so I was. Oh, you don't have to worry about him. He's fine. He's responsible. He shows up on time. Mm -hmm. But really, I was really suffering and being alone. No one talking to me, and no one asking if I was okay or I'm proud of you because I did all the things you would want a child or a teenager to do. Mm -hmm. But I was lost in all that. Because I was so responsible, but yet, was I? And so I always felt like I was a parent before I was a child. Because I took care of everybody. It's really interesting that your journey within the Bachelor franchise kind of jump-started you reflecting. Yeah, it did. And I don't, like, do you think that you The show healed me. Yeah. It was free therapy. So, like, if you hadn't done it, maybe you wouldn't have been inspired to prioritize your And I just think that was God telling me, I got you. Because most of my life, I was like... It was always like, go, 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 no. Go, 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 no. And right before I went on the show, I actually booked a national commercial. And that was the contrast. Like, what's the chances of me booking a national commercial but going on the show? And I was like, that was two years. I didn't book anything. But it was like, when I went on the show and I was traveling the world, he's like, I got you. Have more faith. Trust and let go. And I think because of the fear or scarcity, I was trying to control my outcomes because that's how I had to survive. So really, I was lacking faith because I was like, no. When I was on the show, the producer was like, you want to know everything because I was trying to control the outcome. Mm. Where are we going? What's going on? What do we have to do? And I was just, I realized I really was having like anxiety. I was anxious all the yeah. time. I was never present. Right. And so now like getting this information and learning and growing, like I'm okay with surrendering. Mm. And you look, almost wish that you could redo your Bachelor Nation experience no, with was, this new mindset? No. No. Okay. it wouldn't Because it wouldn't turn out the same. Because mm. I had to go through so much within myself to figure out who am I? I oh, what mask am I putting on today? And why am I doing that? And where is that coming from? Mm. And who am I trying to make happy? But am I happy? Mm. Right? And so I think a lot of times our identity is wrapped up in who we serve, who we want to love us, or what we think. And so I was listening to Tony Robbins the other day. He said, um, success is getting what you want. Fulfillment is doing what you're made for. So Ooh. I'm doing what I'm made for now. That's the old self is success. Oh, I want to do the things I want. But it wasn't fulfilling after time went on. Like, oh, it's not enticing no more. I, and I love how part of your fulfillment is being so open about mental health and oh. things people go through. And because you are a public figure who was on reality tv have there and i I, you see so many times people that have been on reality tv having stress and anxiety even maybe before and it was amplified or just from like 
viewers or just seeing themselves on TV, has anyone like reached out? Like, have you been able to help any reality stars that maybe like reached out to you? Is like you're doing something that like I'm feeling confused about? Yeah. So uh, on the show. So we had a therapist. I don't know if people know, but they provide a therapist for the show when you're going through something. Oh. So it was probably eight or nine weeks. I haven't seen the therapist. So all the other guys would go see the, see her. And it was like, Eric is helping me. Eric is helping me. So I was like, it took her oh. eight or nine weeks to see me when I was really going through the most. Oh my God. Wait, and did she make you like aware of that? Being like, yeah, that's why she said, I didn't think you need anything because everybody said you was helping them. And so, you know, this person is a friend of mine and I'm going to say it on record because I don't know how people feel about him in the reality world. Demario, Demario Jackson. Mm -hmm, when he okay. went through his first situation, I reached out, you know, and I consoled and I talked. And even his recent situation, I reached out, we prayed. And because I'm a real person, like I'm not a person like, oh, and I'm going to turn my back. Right. Because that's not the relationship we have. Oh. And I was, I was getting to the root of like, what you think really going on? Why do you think these things are coming into your life? How did you attract this? Like, we get real and we get certain. So he was one that I was sending him scriptures. I was sending him meditations, forgiveness techniques, like really trying to help him understand what's going on. I want to help you. I don't know the details. I don't know what the truth is. But I think what happened was when you're in a space like this, anything can happen. And that's the thing about being a reality star. People put things on you because they don't like you or they don't like how open you could be or how mm -hmm. authentic you are. And... Yeah, so I've helped several guys. And also Joe, grocery store Joe. I think uh, he had a situation years ago of the pandemic and he reached out. And this is why I'm big on diversity and inclusion because perception is everything and people perceive things based on the information they have. And I think people outside of, you know, his culture race was making him feel like he was something that he was not. So he called me for advice. I was like, no. So I actually like, went on record. I don't know what lie I was like. I didn't say his name, but it was more so like, no, he's my friend. Don't ever think he's this or that. But people will do that to make you feel like you are what they want you to believe based on what you post or said. Mm. I don't like that. And so I'm like the friend, like I'm taking, no, I'm protecting my friends at all costs. Mm. It seems like there's a theme of you sort of supporting yeah. the underdog. Yeah. Is that how you've always been? I've always been an underdog, though. Oh, oh, you, oh so you identify <clears throat> that way. So yes. you're like, let me, mm -hmm. let me help out another underdog here. And I think people always see me as, I've always won. I, I did, but at, his, at the expense of being the underdog. Like, okay, I just got to keep working. Okay, what book do I need to read? What, what do I got to do? Even on the show, mm. the guys was getting it. I'm like, what did I do? I was being vulnerable. You guys are yeah. using this against me. <laughs> uh. Right? So it was like, I've always been in a position where I had to like give a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm willing. What do I got to do? I'm I gotta surrender? Okay, I'm surrender. I gotta have more faith. I'm gonna have more faith. So now it's just like now like I get it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's all good. I love that you have great relationships with people like Demario and yeah. the grocery store. Joe, who are you the closest with in Bachelor Nation today? So you know, a lot of that has died down um over the years. Me and Demario, we exchange like text messages or like DMs here and there just to keep each other motivated. Um I talk to Joe sometimes periodically, like in and out, depending on what's going on. Um, Adam, I talked to Adam, Raven, I love them, they're amazing. They're a great couple. Uh, or even like, I'm also, if I'm getting people who need talent for brand deals, hey bro, I know oh. somebody wants to pay 15 to 20, hey, <clears throat> would you want to do this? Like, that's who I am. I'm not a person who, I don't play for keeps. Yeah. You know, because when you play for keeps, you don't get kept. 
right? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like you're playing life not to lose. I play to win. Okay. When you win, you come prepared and winning in so many different ways, yeah. which is why I do want to bring because and you also said you're always learning, always reading. You need to explain something to me. Okay, let's get it. You need because I feel it might help me win. Or it's you're already winning. What, look at you. Winner. Uh, <laughs> wait, but I need to know what is um an attitude number? Because I see you posting with it all the time. Yes. And it's making me feel like I need to know about it. We are so intrigued. Well, numbers are everything. Numbers run the world. The circumference of this room. Uh, the birthday. Too, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your height, your weight, your bank account, your age, everything's a number. Right? So attitude number is a form of a part of the thing called numerology. So your attitude number would be your month and your day added okay. up. Right? And then you have your life path on, which is your month, your day, and your year. Then you have your expression number, which is the letters in your name equal a number. Then you have your soul desire. It's just so much. So I don't want to overwhelm you. But the, the main numbers I think people should know is their life path number. Okay. Their attitude number. And a personal year number. And their and, social number. <laughs> yeah. And, and probably their their uh, expression number, which is their destiny number. But the personal year number is important as well because the personal year is the, your month, your day in 2023. Like this year. you. Oh, every uh, day is a new year. Yeah, it's a vibration of a number. But every year, everyone is on a nine-year cycle. So when I told about I was having this ego identity crisis, like killing off the ego, I'm in my year one personal year so oh. i feel like a brand new being this is why all these things are happening so because i have the information i'm aware even if it's uncomfortable yeah. what's going on with me oh i like that you get what i'm saying yes yeah. okay give us uh, yeah can you do our attitude numbers yeah so which one you want to do you want to... i'm i'll do i'll go first yeah go first i'm may 3rd okay so, so three and three or no five three. Oh, i mean you're right see oh eight you were three. saying that you always run into eights yeah no, 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 hold on, no, 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 he is an eight. He, no, 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 you're right, no, you're right, I'm wrong, okay. right? <laughs> Let's be okay. real here. So five and three, mm -hmm. um, that's an eight. Mm -hmm. So you have the attitude number of an eight. Okay. So eight people who have the attitude, you're more like a leader, a boss. Um, eight is the number of abundance and infinity. So it's kind of like karma too, the good and the bad. So you're more like, I can't say you're money driven, but... Your money, you're about the money and about business. I do, I do like it's money. It's about the back. Yeah, about the back. Uh, the back. Number you eight. See all the stores on the street. Yeah. Let's if buy you them. see my eight buying some right. things. Right. So yeah. that's your attitude. So then you would add the eight. I'm, I'm gonna give you your personal year number. Then we get into your like your life path number okay. if you want to reveal your year. But yeah. anyway, uh, so then you would do eight plus seven. So 2023 equals seven. Okay. So two plus zero, plus two, two. is four. Four plus three. <laughs> It's seven. Okay. So that's why we're all in the universe, a universal year number of seven collectively. So seven is a spiritual number. It's like introspective, reflective, it's mm. deep. Anything that's unseen or at the surface is coming to light. That's why all these things are happening in the world, if you think about it. Ah. So now for you, to make it more personal, you take the seven, which mm -hmm. is 2023, and your attitude, which is eight. Eight and seven is 15. Mm -hmm. One and five is six. So you see how the six came back around? is oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, it did say six, right? So six personal year number is more like, you look at the number six, it's like a baby in a womb, right? You're always giving service to others. So this year you're probably running into like taking care of people, people coming to for yeah. help, okay. family, friends. I don't know if you're in a relationship or you're not. I'm so uh, sorry. Are you in a relationship? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I was going to say we can try to find people. Everyone can find someone for me then. <laughs> right, but anyway, so six is also like love and harmony. So you even seek in a relationship, want to be in one or grow it. You might want to buy a new home. Ooh. So it's a very like uh, motherly, fatherly like number. You're grounding. Yeah, yeah beauty. Oh, I like that. Number six. So that's your personal year oh, number. my year. Oh. And then your attitude is eight. So what year were you born? Uh, 1994. So one and nine is 10. 10 and nine is 19. 20, 21, 22, 23. So two and Two and three is five. Five and eight is what? 13. One and three is four. Oh, so your life path four. So, Beyonce. Oh, okay. Yes. Four. So life path four is a builder, right? Oh. They don't like to skip steps. They need a list, mm-hmm. right? Structure. That's my manager. He's he, he's a four. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's all about... A lot of powerful people are fours. Like Oprah's a four. Bill Gates a four. Uh, Billy Drake is a four. Oh, okay. Because you're all about building. Yeah. You know, like... You're building things. So with that four and an eight, yeah, you can be pretty successful with discipline and consistency. That is very I like, Danny. Okay, wow. He's consistent. He's disciplined. Yeah. He's oh, wait. Okay. Thank you for enlightening. I like that. And then you have your personal month number. I, that's too much, but we, okay. we, can, we can stop. I would make you go through every single number yeah. for me, but I am curious what happens now, too. Okay. I'm February 18th, so 218. Okay. So one and eight is nine, right? Yeah. And then nine and two is 11. Okay. So you, you could take the 11 and dilute it to two. Because okay. usually in numerology, nothing can go above a nine. However, oh. there are master numbers 11, 22, and 33. Oh. So I'm a master number 11. Oh. But also you can, they still has a vibration of a two, which is more like diplomacy, diplomat, tactful, um, self-sacrificing. They're more the mediators. Oh. So okay. you have an attitude of like... Accommodating people, making that, sure they're okay. Yeah. I do like to accommodate. Yeah, you're, you're really good at, <laughs> you're good at like putting people together, like good with like relationships, like with okay. people. Like even when I felt you, I was like, oh, like he, the way he acknowledged me, he didn't make me feel like, are you Eric? He didn't like, Aww. it was more like welcoming. It was warm because they were like questioning me at, uh, front. You know, not in a bad Eric, way. He is, he is family. But it was just like, it felt like I knew him. Oh, I love oh, that. It was, you know, so then you do year two. So we did two plus seven. Oh, it's a non-personal year. Okay. So a non-personal year is completion. Okay. Getting rid of all old things, letting go loose ends. Things okay. that don't serve you anymore. Okay. Right? And then I'm get rid of you Because you're going into year one. Mm. Oh. See what I'm saying? Wait, what is it? Because he's getting married this year, going into a new year. Like, that's a, I feel like that's a... Oh, oh, but that's what they say. Because in the one, because like you asked about the relationship mm-hmm. part, like... This year was the first time I allowed myself to, and it's a year one. So using a year one, new things take place like that. Okay. Yeah. So next year, so everything this year, you, you're getting rid of, you're clearing up, and then you're going into that one. Oh. And then, so that's that. so your personal year is nine. Attitude to what year? Uh, ninety one. So one and nine is ten. Ten and nine is nineteen. Plus one is twenty. Oh, you're four as well. Oh. Okay. Okay, builders, you guys build. <laughs> Okay, Bob the Builder. Oh, yeah. So people listening, Life Path Numbers, look it up, Google it. By the way, you can follow me. I got a numerology course coming out. Oh, okay. But anyway. I'm going to take it. I, like yeah. need more. I need you to talk to me more about this. Yeah, but uh, then here's the thing, and I'm going to be very transparent because I think the world is changing. Mm-hmm. I think the world is becoming more spiritual. When I say spiritual, I am not do not mean religion. Mm-hmm. I mean being more tapped into their higher self, their instinct, their intuition, yeah. their discernment, right? Their gut instinct. Like you're really listening to it right. and not like disowning it because like, oh, that's worldly stuff that they said I shouldn't feel that way. And I believe the world has programmed us and conditioned us not to know ourselves. So I tell clients, I tell people, all the information I'm getting, I work on myself mm-hmm. to understand who I am. I call it the book of you. 
So the more you know about you, the better your chances are to live the life you're supposed to live. You're not going to question the things that might seem weird. Like, mm -hmm. why am I overzealous in this? Or why am I super excited? Or why am I, you know, I want to have sex all the time? Or why do I, like, like, there's a reason these things exist, but we question it if it's not part of the norm. Mm. And sometimes that's not healthy because then you uh, self-diagnose yourself as something negative where this is probably part of your purpose. Right. And so I'm always about, OK, we see the surface. Let's get to the root. Yeah. Because when we get to the root now, I know, OK, that's the foundation. Yes. Yeah. And you guys are good at building foundation. Right. Because you're the force. It feels more. less like a podcast and more like a sermon. I know. Like, you, this is a, a whole word. Yeah. There's a reason why you're here at Can Lions, like speaking on panels. And you can't. And listen, though. Right? Yes. And that was that's been my dream. Oh, I'm here to can. No. Did, to did, talk did, to us. Both. <laughs> the dream <laughs> no but like i literally called my grandmother this morning my mom and my dad and i had to acknowledge them for everything just bringing me here being in my life however they were yeah i always had visions in my mind that i wanted to travel the world and speak i never said to what capacity but this is like a dream of like yeah. this is what i'm supposed to be doing this is the next phase of going yeah. into my higher self my more authentic self yeah. Me not hiding anything because I feel like I'm this person mm. that the world, i.e. me, created because I don't want you to know that I'm hurting or I'm suffering. Like, no, I'm suffering. I just had a friend who had a panic attack and it was questioning that she live here, live anymore. That's real life. The old me wouldn't say that. Mm. Oh, no, I'm fine. But that's not real. That's not helping anyone. No. Yeah. So I'm now I'm more like, okay, bring your shadow self mm -hmm. to the surface. You got to be more intimate with that side. So... I just want to see the world better. Like I said, the world is becoming more spiritual. You guys are powerful and impactful. So the more information you have about yourself, the better you're going to be for the listeners and the people you serve. I love and no also, one can be you more than you. And did you say you recently got in a relationship, you were saying? Because I'm wondering, how does this approach help you with like yeah. dating? Because like if you're just kind of like not, because I feel like you're yeah. talking about like bringing your shadow self up. Yeah. Were, are you someone you're like, there's no small talk, like here's me, love it. Well, well, part of it was until part of it wasn't. Because you don't know yourself until you're with someone. And you really thought you healed. Because how can you fully heal by yourself? You don't have a mirror. Where's your mirror? Mm. Where are these wounds coming up? I can't see what I can't see. I have blind spots. So I was able to be like, wow, you're really hypercritical. Wow, you're really a perfectionist. Oh, you don't like to be wrong. Oh, look at you, Mr. Know-it-all. Mm. So it was good because it humbled me in a way that made me know like relationships in general are work. But I've always avoided them because of my fear. Mm. Of not, you know, having to love as a child or growing up. So I'm like, I'm going to just keep you over here. Or I realized, like, the women I worked dating prior, I thought I really knew them. But I really didn't. Mm. I didn't allow myself to. Because I wasn't allowing myself to engulf in that intimacy even more because of fear. Yeah. Everything in life is fear of love. Mm. If you're questioning something, I feel like if you're all overly anxious and you haven't, it's fear. The root of that is fear. When love is involved, you don't even think about it. Is your girlfriend equally spiritual like does she love to like level with you and have these really deep conversations yes she's very deep she's very straightforward and transparent i don't think she's as spiritual but i think she's as real as i am and i think she's she's willing to challenge me and that's what i always wanted because i don't want no one to lie to me to yeah. make me feel safe or feel good and very smart very intellectually sound can hold a conversation so it's it's just really like a mirror of oh wow you're me and i'm you Let's help each other. Yeah. I love you. Aww. Thank you. Has she ever watched your old 
episodes of The Bachelor. She did. And Bachelor, no. And that's the, that's the amazing thing. I about love it. that's great yeah. because that was my struggle for so many years. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like, are you really dating me for me? Or are you dating me because of what? I, no, I, that doesn't matter to me. I and don't. Like the image they have of you in your head. And even if they don't know, and they go to my social media, and this before you could get the blue check, like you know, people, it's perception. Yeah. And so it was always a space, and I've dated women who were fans. Hmm. How was that? Yeah, how, yeah, that how did that go? Did, was it ever a good experience? They were never like high-spirited fans. Like, yeah, I'm a fan, but that you they know, that. I know who you are. Yeah. I know yeah. what you are. So it was always, it felt like, ah, uh, but I always knew like, ah, uh, that's not it. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. Yeah. What it, What is like the telltale sign of like, she's a fan versus like, she really has no clue about my TV history. Like, what do they like say certain things on dates? Do they typically try to play it cool? Like what? I can the feel the energy. I love no. people who get the elephant out the room right away. Just be like, hey. I had somebody tell me one time, listen, I'm going to be honest. Me and my ex, we was fans of yours. Oh, Ooh. okay. I was Even like, the ex. I, and the, I was like, what? I <laughs> okay. said, look, I respect that <laughs> yeah. because you're not hiding anything. But at the same time, that anchor of who this person was at the mm-hmm. time, they are like that. Still was a impact to how I could move forward. Yeah, but it was never nothing serious. It was just casual. And what I did realize was that, and this is for anyone. Even I'm pretty sure you guys get this. And that's the thing about success and public success. People say they don't care. Like ah, I don't care about that. And it's like yeah, but if I told you I own this island, your perception of me would change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was literally at the grocery store one day because I have a grocery store beneath my building where I stay. And then cashier was like, where are you on? I'm like, who told you that? Like, what's that about? <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. Everyone's been on TV. I was like, stop. I'm like, I get it. But she's like, I don't care. I said, but your perception of me is going to change. Once I, if I, And she's like, no, it won't. But it will. It's human nature. I also love, I don't care. I asked you five times. <laughs> I, like, I like to protect my energy. Mm-hmm. You. But it was, it was, you know, because the gym in the building is a big gym. It's nice. It was a girl that's always in there that I see. I was like, was she an Asian girl? Just like, yep. I was like, I get it. Yeah. Because I'm always aware of where I'm at and who I'm with. And mm-hmm. granted, like, I don't know. Kevin Hart, Will Smith, oh. you know? But, yeah, wait, I mean, but you... in some people's minds, you are like, right before we walked into the studio, a group of girls outside, they, they yeah. came up to you mm-hmm. and they were very excited to see you, big Bachelor yeah. fans. And we were, you know, talking about how you're kind of like, that was six, seven years ago, yes. you you still remember it. But I was telling you, and I think this is so true, the, the era of the Bachelor franchise that you participated in, yeah. I think that was, it, it has, the franchise has evolved since then. And the people who were fans of the show back then, like they're still like you. You are a part of their heart. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like the the franchise. I believe in my opinion, and that's why I appreciate the Bachelor Nation so much. People always give it a bad rap, and I was like, listen, that show changed my life. Yeah, yeah. And I'm all about. I don't forget who was in my life and who was even Rachel Lindsay. You know, like she was chosen at the time to be the girl that get me to a destination to learn more about myself, to grow, and to go to the next level. So I don't take any. I don't. I don't forget who is who. Because I remember who was in my life yeah. I didn't have anything. And I remember who's in my life when I compared to have everything. Mm-hmm. So I take mental note. I don't take people for granted. I don't take this opportunity. Y'all didn't have to have me on here. But I'm grateful because I am here and I get to speak about something that's real to me. Yeah. And you guys are sharing my story. So I just want to say thank you. Oh, I really appreciate being you. here. You know, when we saw yeah. you were coming with Influential, we yeah. were like, we want Eric. I, we're, 
in yeah. the Spotify studio 100. Yeah. As you would say, it's Miracle Season. It's a Miracle Season. <laughs> Get your merch. MiracleSeason.co. What, what, does, what does that mean? Explain it for our listeners. So, this Miracle Season was a channel thought that came through me when I was in a trailer in CBS Studios in Studio City, 2017, before I went on After the Final Rose. I was oh. in it. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to give you the real story. I was in the studio with Louis. Louis, shout out if you're listening to this. I miss you, brother. Um, He was my producer at the time. Okay. And... March 13th, 2017, I remember so vividly because I was supposed to be on set for the commercial. But that was the day we, we showed up in a hotel and I think it was in Gore Hills in LA. And Louie comes to my room. I thought he was like one of the guys. He was like, you know, a brolic guy. Like, yeah, they come say hi. And he's like, yeah, my boy, you're about to go on TV tonight. I'm like, wow, well, I thought we was meeting the Bachelorette on Thursday. He's like, no, so find a suit. And you guys selected one of the four guys to meet the bachelorette early and i'm like by the way i don't know if you guys heard in the elder podcast i saw rachel a week before i was supposed to see her so if you look go to my episode and and see me getting out of the limo if you really listen or watch my list i say why do i keep seeing you she was like i don't know that was my third time seeing her because i saw her in the gym prior to seeing her on that monday after the final rose where i went on the stage and i said rachel Lindsay's pleased to meet you looking forward to you know getting to know you it's miracle season and that's when we started dancing and that was like I hit a game-winning shot. But Louie was like, hey, I think you should say that because it, it was coming to me. Yeah. It wasn't like I was like, it's Miracle Season. And then Chris Harrison took it on. The whole Bachelor Nation, and it became like a thing. So now it became a brand. And what I realized after the show, it's Miracle Season. is a, is a metamorphosis. It's a transformation. Mm. Yeah. Look at when a woman is carrying a seed for those nine months. What comes out after that? A miracle, but the real miracle is all the pain she endures on that journey. Mm. So on the show, I went through all this pain and challenges, but I fell in love. Aww, that was my yeah. miracle season. season. So now I say anything is a miracle. You know, getting up this morning could have been tough for some people. Getting a new job, mm. finding a relationship, a promotion. Right. You got to go through some type of process. Getting here, <laughs> 11 hour flight. That's, that's not far. <laughs> but look, I'm on the podcast. It's miracle season. <laughs> Wait, right. So you allow everyone to use it. Would you let any of the senior citizens on the Golden Bachelor say it's Miracle Season? Absolutely. <laughs> and are you are you excited? I think that's kind of going to be a cool pivot for them. To so do. here's the thing, which is so interesting about the name. It's so powerful. 2018. Shouts out to Eddie. Eddie Young. He was my producer as well. He sends me a screenshot text message. It's called a movie called The Miracle Season. So look how timing in the universe is. A week prior to coming here, I met someone at Soho House in West Hollywood. They were just here in Con doing film or uh, small films or whatever. And it's like, oh, our actual friend is the director of the movie, The Miracle Season. So I say, where did you get the name from? Uh, I want to know. Like, hmm. Because I know in 2017, I was ringing that name in the universe. And so he gets back and says, oh, the studio changed the name. I didn't want that name. So someone at the studio was a Bachelor fan. Yeah, so mine's, mine's is It's a Miracle Season. They called the movie The Miracle Season. Oh, so I was like, ha. Huh. They need to, yeah. yeah. I need to say, we need to go call a lawyer right now. Come on. <laughs> but no, but it's like, that's how powerful the universe is. Mm-hmm. And it hears things that are powerful and potent for whatever reason. But that's why I said it wasn't me. It was my higher self. It was God. I didn't like, I'm right. It came to me. And so there it is. Uh, well, we are so glad that you came to chat (laughs) with us because we could keep you for so long but we are at a beach and we want to let you go have a little fun because we know you are booked and very busy i appreciate it yeah listen i love this podcast oh you need me to do a drop come on i love this because this is what i just love real people and i think to be honest been in la for so long 
Mm. You don't get uh, that, man. Yeah. There's a, from Baltimore where it's like, you can't fake the real. Like, you see what you see. Yeah. So I just really appreciate genuine, authentic people mm. who are just real. So I appreciate your oh, realness. We appreciate Real, it, right? <laughs> I'm also I'm also a Maryland boy who now lives in LA. What? what I'm part of Maryland. I'm from PG County. Get out of here. Yeah. I went to Howard Community in Columbia, Maryland, but I've you know, I went to Hampton University, but I know all about PG. Oh. Yeah. Look at it. Uh, yeah. DMV. Yeah. Get it. We love New Jersey as well. Hey. If you want real people, they're all there. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it real, but yeah, this was amazing. Thank you guys, and uh, more success, more power, more progress. Progress equals happiness. Download this episode and all other episodes, and uh, oh. let's keep winning. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.